Hello, my name is Lee Milne, and you are listening to the We Magic Podcast. Hello, and welcome once again to the We Magic Podcast. My name is Lee, and today I'm going to be looking back at last week's magic convention held in Blackpool. Yep, you've guessed it, the Blackpool Magic Convention, which I think so far has had a mention on every single episode of this podcast, but I think this will be it. Hmm, we'll see. But Blackpool 2023, yay or nay? So the first thing I want to do is just take a quick look through the programme, the official BMC, lovely little program you get when you register. I really do like the black background with the gold right in the gold logo. I think it looks well. And it was the 70th annual Magic Convention. Held in Blackpool at the Winter Gardens from the 16th to the 19th of February, 2023. So let's have a look through the program. We've got a welcome from the President, some adverts... More adverts. Okay. Close-up magic events. Pavilion Theatre. International Close-up Session 1 on Friday. Followed by the International Close-up Session 2 on the Sunday. On the Saturday, the Bear Pit Close-up. I have seen none of these things. So, yeah. Uh, Then there was a film advertised. Ball and Vase by Dave Barham, hosted by Paul Stone in the arena at four o'clock on Friday. Didn't see that. So, <laughs> uh, Mike Hammer, Comedy and Magic, Friday and the Sunday night, 11pm in the arena. I did go along to see Mike Hammer on the Sunday night. I thought it was hilarious. Good magic. Great comedy magic. And the guy's very, very quick with responses, he's quick-witted, you know, hilarious, I saw him during the, uh, the, he was the compare for The One on Saturday night, I didn't hear anything too offensive, I thought he was good fun, he did push it to the line, and some opinions, and some people's opinion, rather, he crossed the line. Um, personally, I thought it was great. I thought it was one of the best bits of the evening. And that's not to take away from the actual acts. I just thought it was very good, very funny. And I've heard people say they were offended by Mike Hammer during the one show. And their argument is, if you go to see Frankie Boyle, or if you go to see... Ricky Gervais or someone like that, you know what you're getting into. You know that it's going to be offensive. It's going to be, you know, close to the knuckle type of humour. They didn't know that with The One. The One was advertised as the biggest magic competition, you know, biggest cash prize in history, which it was. um, And I don't even know if it says, let me see. If he even says it was hosted, it was going to be hosted by Mike Hammer. Not that it would have made a difference to me because I didn't know who Mike Hammer was before this weekend. So I don't think it does. Maybe it does somewhere. But I think it's on the booker to inform people, by the way, this guy is going to be the compare for this show. Just to let you know, he's a bit, you know, close to the bone. His humour is quite... It's not for everyone. Um, just a heads up. I don't think it's Mike Hammer's fault. I don't think it's anyone who's taken offence. I don't think it's their fault. And if you didn't take offence, you found it very funny. I don't think it's your fault either. I don't know. I just think a little note, a little disclaimer, saying... The one will be hosted and compared by Mike Hammer. This is what you're getting. Anyway, let's carry on through the programme. 
Andy Ryman uh, advertised for one o'clock on the Saturday. I didn't see that, but I heard great things. Shadows and Magic, Xavier Mortimer. I went in and I started watching it. Um, I had to leave early because I got a phone call. Um, but what I saw was good. And my friend who was there said the finale was really good. Apparently, he had the jump rope, you know, skipping rope. And he was jumping it and levitated while using the jump rope. How? I mean, obviously, a skipping rope is going all the way around your body when you use it. It's not just like an optical illusion. It actually is going all the way around your body. It's a shame I missed that. Anyway. The one award. So, oh, it's just telling about the actual physical award. It's a glass number one. Okay. The Murray Award. Mike Caveney and Friends. Again, I'm I'm going through this program thinking I didn't see that, didn't see that, didn't see that, didn't see that. I was at Blackpool, I promise. Some of you saw me. I promise I was there, but I didn't see Mike Kennedy and friends. Um, what I heard it was good. <laughs> Let's see. Kevin James creativity mega lecture. Didn't see that. <laughs> Honest. I did go to Blackpool. So Friday evening events, here we go. Romany, I missed it. I really wanted to see that. I'm sad I missed it. Mike Caveney, missed it. Mike Hammer, missed it on the Friday. Jane Joss, missed it. <laughs> Kevin James and Friends, the gala show. I saw this. I was second row from the stage and awesome. I'll speak about my tickets uh, in a little bit. But Kevin James and Friends. Kevin James came out, hosted the show he was, you know, I don't know if he was low energy or just taken in his stride. Um, but he's still, you know, maybe he's jet lag. You'd be surprised. It's a long way from where he lives to Blackpool. But it was great to see him. Great to see him live. Uh, and his guests, his friends, I should say. John Woo Park. Excellent. Great manipulation. And performed in an entertaining way, which is massive. Some manipulation acts, it's like, that's great, but let's move on. But no, brilliant, really enjoyed it. Uh, and we had Adrian Solar. I felt a bit bad for Adrian Solar because I don't think... I don't know, he, he had broken his wrist the week before. So that was probably in his mind during this whole thing. Um, he flashed a couple of times in his props. You could see a couple of things going on that you shouldn't have been able to see. Um, but what he performed was nice, you know. And he seems like a, a nice guy. Let's see, Rafu. Rafu came on and I thought, what is this absolute nonsense? And then within five seconds, I was killing myself laughing. I thought this was hilarious. I love this silly, Harry Hill type, ridiculous nonsense. It was very funny to me. Uh, we had Anka and Luca, the mind-reading couple. Impressive stuff. It was good. I'm, I'm sad I missed their um, their lecture. I didn't know they were doing a lecture. And uh, I'm sad I missed it. But the act was good. Gate and Bloom, fantastic. You don't have to say much about Gate and Bloom if, you, if you've been into magic for any length of time. You'll know who Gate and Bloom is. Great magic. Great, fantastic audience participation. He got two people up. And he really had them, I want to say working, but I don't mean that. He really had them uh, being part of the show. Really enjoyed it. And then finished with some card manipulation. We're <laughs> wearing boxing gloves, which is fun. Uh, and Ramo and Allegria, or Ramo and Allegria. Brilliant. Another couple 
the magician's assistant slash partner. She is fed up with him, annoyed at him, angry with him, better than him, and she bullies him around the stage. They do some illusions, finish with subtrunk, metamorphosis without a subtrunk. He climbed in the subtrunk, it collapsed. So Allegria stood her nails back while he was crouched over, pulled out a blanket, came back and they switched places. It was so fast and it was so well done. Brilliant. And then Kevin James finished things off with Is America's Got Talent Act when he sawed a person in half. That was good. It was good to see live. And then and then Snowstorm, he got a few kids up on the stage and did Snowstorm. It was nice. Nice little moment. Great show all round. Came out of it really happy. So moving on, Saturday evening events. Xavier Mortimer, like I say, I started to watch it, but missed a lot. Uh, missed most of it. Greg Gleason didn't see that. Then with the choice between Clinton Baptiste and Beat the Wand. Now, I wasn't bothered about either because Beat the Wand can have some great acts, but it can also be let's see who can be most offensive. And I think this year, the winner was um, well Dwayne Hill and his act wasn't offensive I've seen clips of it um, and from what I know it wasn't offensive it wasn't trying to shock people it was just good and funny and enjoyable so I kind of wish I'd gone to see that but I went to see Clinton Baptiste because my friend wanted to and like I said at the time I had no preference the Clinton Baptiste to me I've never known a person who can appear on a TV show almost two decades ago for three minutes and make a 20-year career out of it. Good on him. You know, really, good on him. But, um, yeah, to me, Clinton Baptiste, I feel like, well, I've seen the Carry On movies, you know. That may be a bit unfair, but it's just how I feel. I feel like it's more of the same obvious gags, but he did have some really good uh, material. Not loads, but some. I wouldn't pay to go and see him, let's put it like that. But it was fun enough. So that was Saturday night. And of course the one... The one I've touched on it about with Mike Hammer caused a lot of controversy because of Mike Hammer's jokes. Um, one joke must have happened in the, the late show because I was there in the early show and I didn't hear it. But a joke he said to someone, I don't want to say the joke, but someone who had told him where she worked and he made a comment that a lot of people found a bit too offensive. Yeah, um, but that didn't happen in the show I saw. In the show I saw, he did grab a guy in a wheelchair and push him around the whole arena, uh, <laughs> put him in various places, blocking other people's views on purpose, you know, intentionally. Um, and the guy, Graham his name is, the guy in the wheelchair, put on Facebook yesterday... He loved it, he loved being part of the show rather than just being, you know, people working around him or trying, you know, treating him any differently. As for the competition itself, right, I'm going to try to remember who was in it. We opened with Manipulation, fantastic Manipulation, and we closed with Manipulation. No, we didn't, sorry, no, I'm thinking of Sunday, but... The one we had... Oh, I know. We opened with your man, Adrian... I don't have the names in front of me. And because it's not in the programme, because it was all kept a secret, that is quite annoying. So, 
The first act was gentlemen who did cups and balls with lemons. But that's massively, massively underselling it. He had lights and explosions and glitter and fire and massive lemons and tiny lemons and just the cups he used were cocktail shakers. Uh, you had to see it. It was for me. It was active night. It was my choice to win. I thought it was great. Great sleight of hand. Great magic. Really impressive. Really enjoyable. We had uh, again. <laughs> I don't have any of the names, but well, one name I know. We had Mario Lopez, who repeated his act from last year's gala show with the never ending salt. Great, very funny. Um but yeah, it was the same as last year, but that's not to take anything away from it. It was good. We had the magician who it was it, his set was a little table in front of him and he was sat at it and he had some books and he had some cards and it was during lockdown. He had sound effect as if he was watching TV at home. Press play with the remote control. The TV came up saying, as we continue lockdown, blah, blah, blah. And then press another button, you hear the Netflix startup sound. And then he falls off into a dream. And in his dream, the Queen of Spades has haunted him. Whatever he does, he can't lose this Queen of Spades in the deck. And great, great sleight of hand. Fantastic magic. Uh, and then he woke up and he was like, oh, it's all a dream. And then realised, nope, the Queen of Spades is still haunting me. And then he stood up to say goodbye. And he was all business on top, shirt and tie and everything. And when he stood up, he was wearing his pyjamas and his slippers, as so many people did in Zoom calls during lockdown. It was a nice touch. I don't know how many people picked up on it. I heard someone behind me saying, oh, interesting choice of clothes. And I thought, well, you didn't get it. We also had a gentleman in the in a restaurant, like an old 1910-style restaurant, I think it was, and he did things with his bread roll and his wine and money and the, uh, the menu. And it was another great little... <coughs> Sorry about that. The postie came and my dog went nuts. So I had to pause the recording. But yeah, um, another great act. What else was there? What else was there? Um, I know we closed with the Manipulation Act. Really good. Uh, oh, what's his name? Do you know, he came... He'd been touring with the Illusionists, is that right? For the last few years. Uh, it's going to really annoy me that I can't remember his name. He won, anyway. I'll look it up before the next part, okay? <laughs> so let's just pretend I've said it now. But it was great. I feel like I'm missing someone else, though, from the one competition. Maybe I'm not. Oh, yeah, there was a gentleman who used water. Right, so the stage was pitch black, and then you heard the sound of the sea. And then you saw what looked like actual waves on the stage. And it was, you know, it was like... Uh, kind of like cling film. Packaging film, you know. Um, and it looked great. It looked apart. It looked like the sea. And then from nowhere, this gentleman appeared behind it. And he came out. And he did some contact juggling. But... Water started pouring from the ceiling as part of the act of pouring down in one perfect stream and he would reach in with an empty hand and produce a big contact juggling ball like a crystal ball if you've not seen them. And he did that four times in different ways and he did some great manipulation and then he made them all vanish in the same way. Very good. Completely different to anything I've seen before. Excellent.
okay, you know what? I feel like I feel pretty bad that I don't know anyone's names, so give me a second and I'll look. Adrian Quillen. Adrian Quillen. He performed with the Cups and Balls and the Lemons and the Fire. Excellent. And we had Mr. Triton was the old school 1910-1920s type of character. Uh, just great. And there was... The winner was Hyunjun Kim, of course. Hyunjun Kim performed beautiful manipulation with cards and uh, manipulation balls. And during his act, the water from the previous act started pouring down onto the stage. It looked like it was part of the act. He used it. He smiled and he carried on. And he won the competition. And it's incredible because the next night, I really did think... Uh, sorry, at the end of it, I really did think it was part of the act. I thought, oh, that's that's funny. He's uh, he's used the same thing, but no, it was a total accident. It wasn't supposed to happen, and he rolled with it. He smiled and carried on, and then the next night he opened up the gala show as the winner of the one, and that's when it was announced. And during his act, he was making cards appear and disappear. And he paused and looked up and smiled just to make sure there was no water. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm missing out. Um, Brian Agnes Hosseth, a young gentleman who performed well with hoops, rings. Um, good act, really good act. Uh, I'm just going through this on f the Facebook page, Mr. Triton. Miguel Munoz. He was the gentleman who used the water and the contact juggling. Mario Lopez. Uh, oh. Okay, am I saying this right? Emmanuel de Albanese. This was a double act. Illusions. Um, young man, young woman. Some good illusions. They did a, you know, stick swords through the box they did an effect where they switched places in an electric chair um, pretty good and then yep Hyunjin Kim wins so I think I've covered everyone apologies if not but it was a good night it was it was worth going to see £30,000 a lot of money so Sunday evening events carrying on through the programme. Richard Jones didn't go to see him. Tom Brace, I was just I just missed him because I was busy doing something else. I'd have liked to see his show. Mike Hammer, I went to see him at eleven o'clock. Excellent. Not the gala show. Because Mike Hammer ran on a little bit longer. Uh, I didn't get to see any of the not the gala show. Which is one of the highlights for me each year, not the gala show. It's always got some great comedy. Uh, but the Sunday night gala show. Let's see who we had. We had, of course, well, I'll get back, I'll get to that. Yuho Jin opened the show with some beautiful manipulation. And actually... Closed the show with some beautiful manipulation because the show was opened by last night's winner with some beautiful manipulation. So it was a bit, you know. Uh, let's see who else. Eric Chen did his, you know, the act he's did, um, the act you've seen on TV. The cars change colour, his waistcoat changes colour, it's his nice little table. Nice black table in front of him. Excellent. Great, great magician. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Leah Kyle. She was a quick change artist. She did it very, very well. Greg Gleason. 
was oh, of course Greg Gleason was a was it Vegas a Vegas performer I think he was it's definitely American um, good stuff incorporated some good comedy into his act Sangson Kim again brilliant magic Brendan uh, Rodriguez opened the show he was the first act and he did his he did coin to pen which I love to see and he did it in the aisle so I was sitting almost right beside him watching him do it fantastic you could tell he was a tiny 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 bit nervous but it didn't take away from his performance then he went on stage and did some uh, Matrix stuff with coins and cards. He's he's great to watch. Lauren Piron, FISM winner. I wasn't sure what to expect here, but <laughs> what a great act. He had a little piece of paper or, or a rag. About, I don't know, 10 inches by 10 inches square of paper or cloth I couldn't tell from the distance but um, and it came to life and it chased him and he chased that and it disappeared and it went and it was alive I mean there, there's no two ways about it it was alive it was alive it's, that's all it is and the whole show was hosted by Max Fulham now I'm a ventriloquist I love ventriloquism and I've known who Max Fulham is for a number of years at the 2020 Blackpool Con- Magic Convention I went to see his show Loved it. And when he hosted on Sunday night, he was on fire. He got it pitched perfectly for a room full of magicians. And um, everyone loved him. He was really great, really funny, really likeable. And yeah. And you know, I met him before the show. Uh, in fact, it was a Saturday. I met him. I was, I'd was i been to the bathroom and I came back to meet my mate. And my mate was standing talking to Max Fulham we're both cruise ship entertainers and um, I said oh Max Fulham nice to meet you I'm a ventriloquist too and he went yeah I know I know who you are Lee Milne and then he started telling me things I've got for sale on eBay and all this and I was like what 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 but yeah great show great host great acts great night so let's see what else there was. So closing thoughts on Blackpool Magic Convention 2023. Did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Was it better than previous conventions? I don't know. It wasn't any worse. Um, I enjoyed it more this year because I had mates, basically. The first two times I went, I was kind of like, oh, walking around on my own, a bit lost, a bit lonely. Um, And it's hard, people say, you know, magicians are a friendly bunch, go up and introduce yourself, take a seat with them, let them, you know, let them invite you to join their table or ask if you can join their table. They'll always say yes. Nope. It's not, not entirely true. Also... It's awkward because when there's a conversation going on and you're standing there waiting for a gap to say, do you mind if I join? Or looks like you guys are having fun. Can I see what you're doing? Or... It's difficult because everyone's got their little groups and cliques and all that. And I don't care what anyone says. Magic can be, you know, a place filled with cliques. A place plagued by cliques. And it's not you know, it's understandable. You get your little group of mates and you stick about with them. But it's just a bit disappointing after all the big talk from people and then you actually meet them in real life and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, there's no seats or I'm too busy or... I don't know. Um, but I did enjoy it this year. I think my advice would be if you're going if you're planning to go and you've never been before my advice would be either make peace with the fact that you might have some times where you're wandering about alone 
feeling a bit lonely and lost. Which is fine. I mean, there are times like going around the dealer hall on my own. I love that. I like that, you know. Going around. Find a little pub out of the way, away from the convention, on my own and having a little pint or two to myself. That's great. I love that. I used to do that at home when I was, uh, I was coming home from a gig or back in the day, coming home from work and uh, every now and again I would think, well I'm going out tonight or I'm going to see some friends later or I've got another gig tomorrow or whatever and I would take a little hour to myself and just have a, have a drink or go for a coffee or find an arcade game to play, you know, like a, you know what an arcade game is, <laughs> you know what I mean, like a gambling machine in a pub, or something like that, um, so it's not always a bad thing, but, three or four days of it in Blackpool, surrounded by your peers, and you're the only one, you feel like you're the only one walking around on their own, it can kind of wear thin, it can wear really thin. So if you can arrange to meet someone or you know people who are going and you can um, sort of tag along with them, then I think that's the way forward because, like I said in this podcast, I met up with a mate this year and then I met up with another mate and I met up with different people throughout the weekend. And not once was I beholden to them. Not once. You know, my mate, who I chummed about with mostly the weekend, um, he's not really... He doesn't do any kids' magic. He does magic on cruise ships, but mostly for adults. Or he does private parties, but again, mostly for adults. Uh, whereas I do a lot of I do close up magic for adults and stage work but mostly well this year I wanted to see mostly the kids entertainer stuff so I wanted to see Mario and I wanted to see um, Buster Balloon which I missed I'm gutted I missed that and he didn't want to see these things and I didn't make him feel and he didn't make me feel like Oh well, we're here together, we've, we've got to, you know. He went his own way for a couple of hours, I went my own way for a couple of hours. And, uh, yeah, it was good. But the next question is, would I recommend the Blackpool Magic Convention? 100%. I think the amount of work that goes into it uh, pays off big time. I think when you go and you experience it, even just once in your life, you'll appreciate how big it is, how much is going on, how much there is to do. Okay, so, I definitely recommend it. I don't know if this cut off for a second there, I got a phone call. One of those, you know, mystery numbers that when you answer they hang up. So I would recommend it. You have to go and see it once as a magician. I've been saying since about, I don't know, 2008 or 2009. 2008, I think, was the first time I heard about the Blackpool Magic Convention. And I was so surprised it was in Blackpool. I was so surprised something like this existed in the UK. Not Las Vegas, not California, not even London. Blackpool. But I'm glad, because in a little over three hours, I'm there. So, in closing, yes, I had a good time. I would probably change a couple of things. And two, I would definitely recommend going. Just make sure you've saved up enough money, because you'll see things you want to buy. And um, if you don't buy anything, you're a stronger person than me.
Okay, now I realise if you were at Blackpool Magic Convention, you may be listening to this thinking, oh yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was a good bit, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I missed that, yeah. But if you weren't at the Blackpool Magic Convention, you may be listening to this thinking, okay, that sounds good, but you're just listing one thing after the other. Well, be prepared for more, because I'm going through the actual schedule. I won't go through it too much, don't worry, don't worry. On the Friday morning, I left the house and I said goodbye to my dog, said goodbye to my family, and then I got in the car and I drove down to Blackpool. It was nice weather, not warm, but pretty sunny, too sunny in places. Couldn't see it for a little while, but we got there. I stopped once for a bathroom break and a coffee and um, got to Blackpool about, it must have been around about 12. I found my parking space, pre-booked from yourparkingspace.co.uk. I highly recommend them. Um, I always use it when I'm going to a concert or something like that because it saves rushing about trying to find a parking space panicking, ended up either paying over the odds or missing the start of the concert and then fighting to get out at the end of the night. So I parked in Sainsbury's in Blackpool. Not far from the Winter Gardens, not far from a, my B&B. But because I arrived around lunchtime, I really wanted to go and see Mario the Maker, Magician. I wanted to see Mario's show. So I left my stuff in the car. Went down to Winter Gardens, didn't go anywhere near the B&B, just went to Winter Gardens, registered, got my little VIP pack. I was VIP this year, VI Lee, and I got my VIP badge, my late show pass, my little box which opened up and had pictures of Kevin James and uh, other performers. I don't know what I'm going to do then. Um, and a little coin, which is cool. BMC, well, Blackpool Magic Convention coin, which is really cool. Also, we got a little silver water bottle and a really cool notepad and pen. Not bad, not bad. And, of course, good seats for the gala shows with the VIP ticket. Apparently, you get early entry or best seats in, like, lectures and things like that. I never saw any of those benefits. In fact, for Mario's lecture on the Saturday I sat outside the hall waiting for about half an hour thinking I'll get in, I'll get a good seat, I've got my VIP badge so I should get a good seat anyway and uh, before I know it about 200 people are coming up the stairs up to the Spanish hall and the doors are opening and people are just walking in and I was like what the why have I sat here for so long if, you're just, if it's just a free for all Anyway, so the VIP badge, was it worth it? For me, I mean, I get mine cheap. I get mine cheaper than a regular gold pass because someone was selling it. Um, so thank you to that person. But if I had the choice next year to buy a VIP ticket for a regular price, whether it's £250 or... Regular gold pass, which was £150. I don't think the VIP is worth £100 extra. Great seats for the gala show. But, okay. That was the only benefit I saw. I know you get discount on your food in certain parts of the Winter Gardens. You know, the, the cafe or whatever. But... The food, even with that discount, the food is still cheaper out on the street in Greg's or, you know, one McDonald's or anything like that, something like that. Anyway, I'm going off topic as I do. So, got down to the Winter Gardens, registered, and I was straight into the Opera House, um, straight for Mario the Maker. And what a show. Beautiful. Funny and magical and, like, nice. Do you know what I mean? Really quite heartwarming at times. Uh, it just seems like, yeah, a nice guy. I was a bit annoyed to miss Lloyd Barnes' lecture. I wanted to see that, but it was first thing on the Friday morning. I thought, forget it. Forget it, Lloyd. Forget it. So I didn't see anything until Mario. 
And then I didn't see anything all day because I went to meet a mate. Anyway, you know, mitched around a while, spoke to a couple of people, met a couple of people, went for a couple of drinks, then went for dinner, and then we went to the gala show. By the way, we went for dinner at the World Buffet up near the train station. That, oh, man, I was, I mean, this is the fattest I've been <laughs> in my life, I think. But after that night, I was even, even fatter. Uh, so, went to Gala Show, spoken about it, loved it. Came out from there, and I think we ended up just going for more drinks. Because, yeah, we did. Because we were, we got distracted by something or spoke to someone, and we missed the start of Romany, and we missed the start of Mike Cavney. Um uh, or we lost track of time. I don't remember exactly what happened. But we were back in time for the Magic Podcast live. And we met um, another couple of people. And uh, yeah, we lasted about, I don't know, 15 minutes into the show, 20 minutes into the show. And it was like this. It's not as good as it is on my, on my phone. I listen to the Magic Podcast live every week and I love it. But this, I don't know. Just not for me. Next morning I got up early. Somehow I managed to get up early on the Saturday. Took a good look around the dealer's hall, bought a couple of things, nothing massive. Um, I wanted to see Dwayne Hill's lecture, but I was in the dealer hall and once again lost track of time, got distracted, like, ooh, look at this shiny new thing. Ooh, look at that. Oh, I want one of those. Ooh, wait, £800, forget it. Um, so I spent quite a while in the dealer's hall had some lunch and then went to Mario the Maker's lecture and again just beautiful, just he seems like such a good guy, he sounds if you listen to him speaking he sounds exactly like Steve Carell and it's it's you know, it was weird the whole time through his show and halfway through his lectures I'm thinking who has, whose voice is that who does he sound exactly like? That's what it was, Steve Cornell. Um But that aside, just amazing lecture. Got a standing ovation, two standing ovations actually. Both well deserved. Um, again, quite an emotional thing. Really good. And then that might have been it until the one, I think it was. Yeah, went for dinner. Oh, do you know, we went for dinner... So I went back to have a shower and I came back to meet my mate and we went for a shower. No, we didn't go for a shower. <laughs> I went for a shower. And then we went to find some food before the gala show, before the one. And <laughs> we went to about four different restaurants and cafes and diners and every one of them said, we don't have a table, don't have a table, don't have a table. And eventually we said, let's take a walk down to Harry, Harry Ramsden's, which isn't far. We walked down the end of the precinct to Harry Ramsden's and we were the only people there. I don't know why, don't know how, but we were the only customers. It was me, my mate, and the two people who were working there. It was weird. But we got some food. Then we got into the convention. Uh, back to the, the one which I've spoken about. And then later on, Clinton Baptiste which again I spoke about. And then I think it was a couple of drinks. Oh no, and then after that we headed down to the Ruskin because we'd been there on Friday night and had a good time. Um, I think I stayed till about 2 or 2.30 on the Friday. My mate was still there when I left. Apparently he stayed till about 4. But on the Saturday night we went to the Ruskin and there was a massive queue and we were standing, waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it started kicking off in the queue. Someone was shouting, someone was pushing them, someone was arguing. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Forget it. My mate said, I'm just going to jump in this taxi, which was passing by. And I said, I'll catch you later. I'm going to go as well. So I just walked back to my B&B. And I think it was the right choice. So the Sunday morning, woke up. I actually woke up early and watched the wrestling show from the night before. It was the Elimination Chamber. 
WWE Elimination Chamber live on Saturday night at 1am, well Sunday morning, 1am. Um, so by the time I woke up on Sunday, I sat and watched the whole thing and then went to the convention. And what did I do on Sunday? I really don't know because I missed all the lectures. Again, I went to the dealer's hall and Sunday's where I spent most of my money. Monday's where I regretted that. But Sunday I spent most of my money in the dealer's hall buying nothing huge. A nice thing by Gustavo Rolli, which is a box of coloured pencils for kids' shows, you know. box of coloured pencils and you close it and you can use one of the magic uh, one of the coloured pencils as a magic wand or to draw an imaginary coin and then flick the box and you get an actual coin. And you can do this five, six times. And it's it's really nice routine. Really nice. Sixty quid, but um but no, it was <laughs> but it's really good. What else did I buy? I went to see Gary Dunn and John Cummins up in the practical magic stand and I bought the Lincoln coat hangers from them. And that was something I wanted for a couple of years, those Lincoln coat hangers. They're nice, they're well made, colourful. Yeah, good. Got a few supplies from Discount Magic. Um, it's always worth having a look at their website. They've never done me wrong. Um, so, yeah. So, I bought a couple of things. I'm trying to think because I did spend more money than I wanted to. Do you know what I bought? There was a guy in the street on Saturday afternoon selling decks of cards. And it was B, B cards. And it was a... Uh, one pound for a deck or five, no, six for five pound. So I ended up buying 12. And then he was like, oh, I'll just give you a, an extra one free. I also bought a thousand modeling balloons, which I did last year as well from Playtime Balloons Limited. Jamie, good guy. Uh, yeah, so by the time that was all over, I went to Henry Harris's lecture. I was keen to see that and I'm glad I went. Really good. Um, Maybe not the type of things you expect to see from Henry Harris in a lecture. I thought it was going to be a lot of cube magic. There was some, but I was glad it wasn't a lot because I don't really do it because I can't solve a cube. Um, but I did great rubber bands magic. Um, nice card under the box routine, which lasted a while in a good way. And then at the end he closed with some cube magic, his new cube buster effect. Great, great stuff. Let's see, did do anything after that? I think after that Oh, I went back into the shower. Um and then the gala show Mike Hammer and then went to the Ruskin again. So in the Ruskin I met up with a few people I haven't seen for a while. Well I haven't seen since last year. And uh I was having a good time, but by this point, I was feeling the weekend catching up with me, and I was feeling my age, and I was feeling old and tired and just ready for for my bed. So that's what I did. I went, I walked, in fact, I walked down to McDonald's thinking, right, I'll get some food, and I'll go to bed. And it was about 2am, and I walked down to McDonald's, 24-hour McDonald's, got there, and the security guard on the door is standing saying, we're closing, sorry, can't lay in. And I was like, oh my God. And I looked to the window and Dynamo's sitting there with like five guys sharing this table. I was like, how's he got a fish fillet or whatever? How's he got a fillet burger? So I went back to Ruskin and I bought a couple of bags of crisps and I went back to my B&B and munched them like a wee fat man. Uh, dozed off. And then the next morning woke up, went and had a massive fry up from this tiny, tiny, tiny little cafe, uh, and then drove home. And that was the Blackpool Magic Convention 2023. There's probably loads of stuff I didn't mention, loads of stuff uh, I've missed, but let me know, let me know how your experience was if you were there. Let me know what you want to hear about if you weren't there. Let me know what I've missed out. Let me know if you want me to mention any dealers or acts or anything like that. Do you know, I met a couple of people who I've seen online for years and they're always so friendly online, always so friendly on, you know, various platforms. 
and go up and say hello to them, and they're kind of a little bit like, all right, yeah, a little bit like standoffish. Is that the right word? Or a little bit like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mate, type of thing. You know, it's a little bit disappointing when you hear when that happens, but that's up to them. It doesn't bother me that much. It's fine. So I'm gonna go because. Once again, I've rambled on, but that's why we list this podcast, isn't it? No, it's not. But that's why I make this podcast, so I've got someone to talk to. But, <laughs> but I need to go off the gigs this weekend, so I'm going to have to go and um, sort everything out. But thanks so much for listening once again, and I will see you next time where we're talking about something completely different. Tune in next week to find out what that is. Thanks once again. Oh, one last thing before I go, and I'm just going to mention this. On the Friday afternoon, I was standing outside the Spanish Hall. I met my mate, and we had a couple of pints, and I started talking to the young ladies behind the bar. And they were a good laugh, they were friendly, you know. And I mentioned to them, I bet you see every magic trick under the sun. I bet everyone here tries to show you a magic trick and she said no no I would love to see a magic trick I went oh really okay so I showed her a magic trick I showed her well traditionally the 11 11p trick by James Brown I use 7p but it's the same trick and she's like oh that was great thanks very much that was amazing and then she said I don't see any magic tricks but all the guys are trying to ask for my number. Come on, guys. Be better. I mean, I'm I'm very aware that when I'm speaking to a young woman in that position, in that scenario, even after however many drinks, I'm making sure that my wedding ring is on display. And before I was married, I was making sure that, you know, I was doing my best to make sure that um, there were no mixed signals. I wanted a drink, and I wanted a chat, and I wanted a laugh. And if the opportunity comes up, I want to show some magic. That's it. So, come on. Don't be going home to your wife saying, you had a great weekend, I missed you so much, darling. And at the same time, you're like, oh, that little 19-year-old barmaid, she was giving me the eye. Come on. Be better. thanks once again for listening my name is Lee Milne you've been listening to the We Magic Podcast keep in touch and I'll see you next time